From Bris Vegas to Las Vegas, it's Triple M's Rush Hour with Liesl Jones, Liam, and Dabo. Live from Las Vegas. Uh, hit the pokey machines, put on your Elvis costumes. We are Vegas bound. Triple M's Rush Hour with Liesl Jones, Liam, and Dobbo. Can I just say this now? I've never really uh, stayed in suburbia in America before. Normally I've stayed in large cities. At probably better than average hotels, but at this moment, I'm I'm dead set in uh, Heartland, USA, and a couple of things have come to my attention. One, Americans, as a rule, aren't that bright. Yep, that's true. And quite ugly, if I'm honest. Oh! Um, There is not enough, there is not a lot of attractive Americans in suburbia. I'm just saying this right now. I'm going to, it's a little controversial, I know, and I think it's because... Their lineage um, is not of royal blood like us from the Commonwealth. Convicts. And I've thought about this lo- long and hard. I think it is. No, th- they have not got any royal t- blood. No, they're not. They're a sprinkle of a lot. And that's why we, we have got good Australians, the most fashion. multicultural society. <laughs> we have got royal blood. Between the English and the Americans? I don't know. I don't know. History, <laughs> but, yeah. but I just have, I've just come up with this. If you, they're sorry, not. Let's they're pull, not. Liesl, mm. let's stop him here and pull back the curtain on what he's done. Because when we record these special bits of the uh, the podcast for the podcast family, how it normally works is we go. Does anyone have anything they want to say at the top of the podcast? And normally it's something a bit fruity, or mm-hmm. a bit risque, yep. or it's a bit you know. Uh, and essentially, what Dobbo appears to have done is gone. I think Americans are ugly. <laughs> I want to talk about it. <laughs> he just threw a grenade well, and se- left it. I haven't seen a lot of attra- <laughs> I haven't seen a lot of attractive Americans. I'm just being honest. <laughs> what have you where, done? Where, where, sorry. Where are you hanging what out? What have you done? This this is. We're in Agora Hills and and Calabasas and. Um, Calabasas has got Kardashians. If that's not good looking, hey, what is? Point taken. Point oh, taken. Okay. I'm telling you right now. Point okay. taken. All right. Not your um, type, Dobby. Not my type. Okay. Um, I'm in I'm in Agora Hills, and to be honest with you, um, I haven't really seen a lot of attractive people here, and they're not bright. I'll tell you, I'll give you an example. I went to Habitat Burger today. I said I'd like to just take a takeaway. She goes, "What? No, it's takeout. We don't. They don't say takeaway. No, to go. You to want go. it to go? Yeah. No, I don't want to go anywhere. I just want to take it away with me. I don't want to go. So I've come up with that summation after five <laughs> days here. That seriously. Right. Yeah. They're not bright. You know what's a really smart thing to do is to take pot shots at a at a nation of people who famously have access to more guns than anyone else on the planet when you've still got to spend another week here. Well, that's a whole other story, which I'll explain <laughs> later, but we've had experiences with that. I will agree with you, Dobbo. <laughs> they do eat like they have free healthcare, so, uh, yeah, <laughs> which they do not. <laughs> I am feet on ground in Las Vegas today, and I've got to say, right now I'm knackered. Uh, the eyes are drooping. I'm fighting uh, the jet lag. It's kicking in. Uh, but it's – look, I've got to be honest. I, this is my first time here, Liesl and Dobbo, and yeah. I was a bit underwhelmed. Vegas in the daylight isn't all it's cracked up to be. Yeah, you don't want to see it in the daylight. That's why. No, Shines light on all the, the dirty, grungy places. <laughs> I arrive there tomorrow, Liam. I'll make sure that you get the full experience tomorrow night. I am looking. I am looking forward to on the timing after we do our show, going out and and seeing it at, at night. But look, the, the other thing, obviously, the the thing that's that jumped out at me as I started walking down the strip was there's a big billboard for the NRL. 
in the middle of the Vegas Strip, and I've seen photos of it, but it's it's still a surreal sight, you know, when it's mostly uh, billboards for massive entertainers, Christina Aguilera, Adele putting on shows, and for some reason heaps of personal injury lawyers have got <laughs> signs. With lots of slips, trips, and falls, that's why. <laughs> But then all of a sudden you see this uh, great big billboard advertising rugby league. And and I walk past where Fox Sports have got their big stage all set up outside one of the resorts there. They're going to be doing all their shows live. It looks very impressive. But what I really wanted to know is how much have the locals been engaged with this? How, How much have the Americans bought into this idea of the NRL launching its season over there? So I made a pest of myself on the strip like I promised I would. And... The first woman I approached had little to no idea about what was going on. I just wanted to know if you're excited about the rugby league this weekend. Which league? The rugby league. Rugby? I actually don't even know about it, honestly. Uh, the NRL's playing their season opening games here this, this weekend. That sounds cool. Yeah. Do you know what NRL stands for? No, I don't. Do you want to have a guess? What is it? NRL. R- NRL. NRL. No real life? Oh, that's a bit brutal. <laughs> oh. They're not that smart, are they? No, they're, they're not really that smart. Not. They're not cultured. She, she, she was completely unaware. I thought I'd try. Maybe it's engaged the male population a little bit more. Uh, but these next two gentlemen were a little interested, more interested in something else. Are you got a lighter, though? I don't have a lighter. I'm oh, sorry. Well, you can't I'm, do this I'm anyway. Sorry. You want to sparkle some weed? I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> are you excited about the rugby league this weekend? Um... I don't really watch rugby, but uh, I would be excited if I knew about it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you excited about it? Hey, I don't know about it either. Okay. I'm with I'm right. his boat. Well, the, the NRL is, is playing their season opening games here at Allegiant Stadium. Uh-huh. Two games this weekend. No, don't follow it. Well, what do you think NRL stands for, if you had to guess? NRL. United League of, of Rugby? I don't know. You're close. National Rugby League. Yeah, it starts with an N, not a U. But where anyway. did the U come from? Where, 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 where did the actual U come from? That's what I'd like to know. Oh, I thought I'd stepped into a Cheech and Chong movie. <laughs> two. It, was, <laughs> it was. Anyway, look, I was getting no sense out of the people on the street. So I went to the local constabulary. I asked the Las Vegas police if they were excited about the NRL this weekend. Are you excited about the rugby league this weekend? The rugby league? Are you aware that the rugby league is on? I am. I saw the signs on the Fremont experience. You did see them? Okay. Are you at all worried about the Aussies who've come to town causing problems? Um, no, I'm not. Oh, they love a laugh, don't they? They They've got a great sense of (laughs) humour. If you can imagine... He was behind the the bulletproof glass with one of those like takeaway menu yeah. type speaking things, and I'm there holding my microphone oh up. Oh my there. god! <laughs> Stop it. Anyway, it hasn't exactly taken captured the hearts and minds of the locals. Triple M underscore Russia. Go to the Instagram page. I did bump into a couple of Broncos supporters on the strip. They did sound a bit like the uh, the two blokes from the Cheech and Chong movie as well. If you have just joined us, you would have missed that Liam was in Vegas and he has been doing some Vox Pops with people on the streets. He has landed safely. He's doing a wonderful job. Don't really know what he's doing over there, but uh, Dobbo, we know that you're a genuine, bona fide journalist. You are an NRL journalist and you do have a very good reason to be over in Vegas uh, and doing the work that you're doing, Liam. Thank you, Liesl. 
Liam, we need to just have a little chat. I think um, there's been a report to HR, which I have put in myself personally, and uh, the title of the report was Dog Axe by Liam Flanagan. <laughs> Who let the dogs out? <laughs> yes, this is brilliant. Well done, Jones. Keep on going with Dog this. Dog Axe by Liam Flanagan entitles every incident that has occurred in the time that you have been employed here at the Triple M Rush Hour. And it's basically against myself or Dobbo. Dobbo, you can join in on this, but I'm... I'm happy to any time. I'm yeah. going to do that. All right. Let's kick it off. Number one. This was the time that you paid me out about not preparing for a show. I did something for the very first time the other day. Very prepared for this show. <laughs> that's my that's more of me. Pardon. That should be more of me. That should be more of me. Liam. She is very prepared. Liam Flanagan, oh, dog that, act that number that was one. Uncalled uh, for. That was that. Uh, your Honor. <laughs> your, your Honor. Sit down, Rover. <laughs> your, your Honor. Yes. I stand by. It was a okay. good joke. All right. Fair enough. Dog act number two. You pretend that you're spilling coffee on me when you're walking past and you film it for social media. <laughs> your Honor. I, I stand by it. Funny no. jokes. All these jokes are very funny in no, my mind. No, they're what? not. Dog no, act number not. two. No, Dog act number three. You decided to go in the Red Bull flight before me, knowing that you were going to throw up and make the plane smell like vomit. <laughs> yes. Can I chuck a number four sure, in? Sure, go for it. He never, ever told you or I about his up-and-coming junket, right? He kept that from everybody... And that he was flying business class yep. and that he subjected us all to his photos in his Qantas pyjamas on our private chat. Yep, yep, <coughs> dog act. Yep, that's it. And number and let's add to number four, Dobbo, and because that's on my list as well, he knew about this trip in December. He then decided to tell us that he was going to Vegas very last minute, last notice. Rubbish, you lied. Dog act. Oh. May I take the stand, Your Honour? No, you may not. You may sit down and you can wait till the end. Number five. Stay on the chain, Liam. Stay on the chain, mate. Stay on the chain. You got chain time, Liam. You're in the dog box. Yeah, there's more. Number five. You took from the vending machine when Dobbo had already paid for the chips and biscuits. Yes. Yes. That was your. You did that. You You did that. How dare you? This is don't don't sit there and 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 put this all on me. I, yes, I am guilty of that. But Lisa, you are equally culpable. I think that was your you idea. I was just you cheering will see you on. One Olympic legend. She hasn't got a nasty bone in her body, mate. She hasn't got a nasty bone in her body. Number six, while we're at it, and this is the last one. You played a prank on Dobbo that I had a fake tattoo. That was all your idea, and that's all your fault. Dog act. <laughs> If, case okay, closed. Look, case let, closed. Let's, let's closed. Be, real for, let's be real for a moment, guys. If 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 you guys if you guys want me to stop bringing fun and levity to our show, I can do that. But be warned, there is already one full BC on the radio in this town, and I'm just saying, you take my fun and humour out of this show, and it's a lot of Dobbo yelling. <laughs> All right, doggy, off you go. We don't want that. We don't want just me yelling like an old man. Okay. I think Lisa and I both agree on that. Yeah, we need you. (laughs) Now, I can't believe that we're once again going down this road. Uh, We had this conversation on numerous occasions about the Gabba and the Olympic Stadium. Well, we know that that's gone to the ashes. That that, that has been cremated and that's all over the Gabba rebuild as such. But Steve Wilson, um, who was part of very much so the South Bank chairman and he was also part of Queensland Racing, has come up with this new idea to build 
a 50,000-seat stadium at Victoria Park. Now, if we all remember Victoria Park Golf Course, I know, Jones, you get your lessons out there and you're always out there. I used to play there. It is now parkland, and I think it's going to waste. So his idea is that you can get a new stadium there. The Gabba in time will become like a Madison Square Garden sort of um, entertainment precinct, and everybody will be happy, and we can move on from there. Now, he believes that if you put it there at, at, at Vicky Park, we're going to be able to make it a lot cheaper and you'll get two for one. I don't know, and I started looking into this, but then I realised Steve Wilson, Steve Wilson, he bought that rundown house right on the point at Kangaroo Point. Now, it's funny, Kangaroo Point to the Gabba for a Madison Square Garden rebuild, well, that, that's only going to increase his uh, recent purchase. So I'm just going to put that out there for Steve. But I like Vicky Park as where the stadium should go. That would mean the Gabba no longer exists. They'd play cricket at Vicky Park because this 50,000-seat stadium would be there. It's a brand-new stadium, and they also get Suncorp Stadium. They give it a bit of a facelift. We've got two stadiums within a really close precinct. We've got rail there. It's close to the city, so you could almost walk to the city after that for all your entertainment. I think if you can make it cheaper... I like it. I like it a lot more than knocking down the I just don't think it's going to be gabba. any cheaper. I think it sounds more expensive. It's not two for one. It doesn't mean just because you build another stadium, you get one half price. They're not having a sale on stadiums at the moment. <laughs> I just feel like if you're going to knock down the Gabba and rebuild, then isn't that what we should have just done in, this, in the first place? Make it like Madison Square Garden. Amazing. But if you want another one in Vicky Park, then isn't that just going to cost twice as much anyway? So I just don't well, really see the point. And do we need to upgrade Suncorp? I think it's pretty good as it is. Like, there's no well, sale. No, I, and Liesl, you make a valid point. But the thing about this Madison Square Garden, this entertainment precinct, they were building one in Roma Street Gardens. That, that has been confirmed. It was going to be on top of Roma Street. So what they're saying is shift that from there. Make that where over the Gabba is. So that money's already been given. So they've already got that. I like that idea because I think the traffic is going to be an issue if it's at Roma Street and staying there. I know it's good for the station and whatnot, but just cars and everything, no good. Not to get into the nitty-gritty of it, Dobbo, but they can't just transfer the money because that money for that new Roma Street station is coming from the federal government because it's new infrastructure. They can't use that money to rebuild where the Gabba has been. Right. So that's to that's get into the technical side of it. I will flag something a bit less technical. You know who's not going to be happy about Vicky Park becoming a stadium? Who? Who? The Grey Nomads, the old ducks. This is – we can't – like, they are going to – there is going to be uproar from the senior community at the prospect of taking away parkland. The oldies love a parkland. They love a park bench and a good sit-down and the feeding of the ducks. They will not be happy about Vicky Park being turned the into dogs. some sort of sporting stadium. The dogs are the only people that will be upset because they've got nowhere to crap. Liam, that is not an excuse. We're not going to worry about old people here. I'm serious. You took away oh, our build golf Build a new course. stadium. No, I'm sorry. No one cares about feeding ducks. Build a new pond somewhere. Or put the Let's golf get a brand new stadium in. built. Let's go back full circle, shall we? The Triple M Rush Hours. Neighbourhood Watch! where we trawl all the deep and dark and wonderful places of our local suburbs. And today we're going to travel to Wynnum and we're hitting the page Wynnum What Group. And it's got an exclamation point, so you know they mean business. This new post is probably one of the best. We've got 
Morning, Wynnum. What does anyone on here know who owns this truck that's parked in Thorn Street currently? I know he has been asked before to kindly park elsewhere as they don't live or work in the street. Don't know how you know that. And it makes it very hard for businesses and their customers to park in the street when they need to. We know it's no one on the street and there's no need for it to be here. If they could kindly take it to the front of their house or business, it would be greatly appreciated. Now, the car is actually parked in a very empty street, so really don't know what the problem is. It attracted 227 comments. So this... Stop it. It's, it's a bit of a problem um, for the win and what group. <laughs> 203 of those were from Dolbo. <laughs> That's on the other side to him. He doesn't really care. He's, it's probably his truck, actually. Anyway, the comments. So it's sort of a bit of a split, sort of 50-50 here at the moment. So some people will, like, ring the council, give them a fine, they'll learn. A lot of people were like, it's not illegally parked, so a fine is not going to do anything because it's completely legal. So what are you going to do? Pretty sure anyone can park on a public street. Do like this one, though. Flat tyres might persuade a move. Doesn't that mean it's not going to move? Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> Do you know what, Liesl? You brought up a real issue, and it, oh, and I can understand what oh, people mate. are upset about. A couple of weeks ago in our street, I saw a bloke pull up with a truck, park it. His missus came along, picked him up, and off he went for the night. People are parking their vehicles that they don't want. They've got these beautiful houses. No, 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 we won't park the work unit out the front. We'll park it around the street in someone else's, in front of someone else's, and clear out and then get and drop around. This is a thing. Yeah, because you want to know what happens? Price value. This is what is enticing young blokes to steal cars because you they're not outside. Not, you know, Dobbo. No, I'm telling you here. now. This I is why crime is up. This and is let what, you draw that sort of a bow. No, that's what <laughs> I, I actually believe that. I'm genuine about that. And the people of Wynnum are well in their rights. It sounds like there's a really easy fix to youth crime then. Just put limited parking on every street in yes. South East Queensland. Yes, Look out exactly some witches' right. hats. They'll go away. Yeah. Big story about to break. Back page of the paper tomorrow morning. I'm having conversations with the present moment. First right here on the rush hour. This is Dobbo's Mail on Triple M. Yeah, look, we talked about the Broncos side for this Sunday clash that will happen um, in America. And remembering that these games, it'll be 12.30 and 2.30 in Brisbane that you will watch these games or listen to them. You'll hear them live on Triple M. But I think everybody was in a little bit of shock when they saw that Corey Oates had once again been dropped out of the team for Dean Mariner. I'd even said that Corey Oates was in the side. Last week, Kevin Walters told me he's, he'd won the race. But the speed of Dean Mariner and the last three training sessions swayed um, the opinions of the coaching staff. Dean Mariner, it just goes to show when training and when you do training is so important – Kevin Walters changed his mind literally yesterday um, off the back of Monday's training that that is the reason why he went with Dean Mariner. Now, I also told you guys that Marty Tapa'u was going to be in the 17, that he'd beaten Xavier Willison. Well, when you read that 17, Marty Tapa'u's got number 22 on his back and Xavier Willison's got number 15, I think. I am going to tell you, mark my words, regardless of that situation... Marty Tapa'u will play and will be in the 17 come the game of round one. He will play. Mark my words. I want everybody to listen to it. I've watched training. I've spoken to people at the club. This is a smoke screen. This is Kevy being, hey, we're not quite sure. It's a 22-man squad. Marty Tapa'u will play 
on Saturday against the Roosters. We've got that in recording, so we'll play that later. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. Very rarely do I get this wrong. I am willing to say this one. He will play. This feels a little bit like, to borrow a Las Vegas analogy, this feels a little bit like somebody who's lost the allotted gambling money and reckons he's he can get it back. In. So he's just doing one more trip to the ATM <laughs> and he's just, you know. The problem is I don't get it wrong. I'm telling you now, Marty Chapau will be playing for the Broncos okay. on Saturday in America, Play the Sunday monologue of Dobbo getting it wrong. You you say, yeah, exactly. You say you don't get it wrong. But here's the fact. You said he would be picked. The team's been named. Marty Tupper is not in it. He will. I will tell you now. <laughs> I will stake my reputation. He will be playing on Saturday. Oh, mate, stake something worthwhile, please. <laughs> Move on. Matchbox 20 lifted the roof off it. Rob Thomas and the crew absolutely rocked Boondle. There were so many people that were so impressed with their performance. Rob Thomas did a lot of talking throughout, which was really great, like really engaging with the crowd. He said that they've been coming to Brisbane for 27 years, so nearly 30 years of touring. And you could just tell they were more popular than ever. Like just the gig was just amazing. There were a couple of slow songs that I didn't quite know that I was like, oh, I'm a big fan of Matchbox 20 and this is my whole, you know, yourself or someone like you out. Album, just all of that stuff I just on repeat the entire time. But there were a couple of songs I didn't know, but that long day, 3 a.m., all of those just absolutely went off. Um, They played for two hours straight. Uh, Actually, the guitarist on the edge was probably the biggest highlight for Georgia and I. We just sat there watching him. He was kind of – he gave really Philip Seymour Hoffman vibes. Like he was just (laughs) rocking the whole – he even looked like Philip Seymour Hoffman. He was just incredible. He, He was probably almost the highlight of the whole Matchbox 20 concert um, and just loving it and people just singing along, dancing, getting up and everything. So um, I thought that was really impressive. There was one thing though. So they did the encore, but they said what they were going to do for the encore. They said, we're going to go, you're going to go nuts. We're going to come back. We're going to play another song. And so people thought Matchbox 20 had finished and and you know what Boondle's like, the car park's awful to get out of. Everyone left. They played three more songs. The last song was this. Absolute banger. Rob Thomas just nailed it. Can you finish your concert with an encore with the song that you with the cover song? I reckon that is dead said. No, a wipe. I he, reckon that's a wipe. No, he read the room so well. He knew they were all Triple M listeners. He knew like the style of music we <laughs> love. He's like, this song is gonna bang, and it absolutely did. And everyone at the end was like, la 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 la, la 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 la. It was just amazing. So that was a that was amazing for the people that were left behind. Um, yeah, just a really incredible I, one. Yeah, I'm Liam. with you, Dob. I reckon it's cowardice by Rob to finish. Yeah, I say me. I, I no, mean, I get what James no, is saying. No, 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 no. You're wrong. He was. It was a gr- excellent choice. I think he nailed it. But can I just say, as much as Matchbox Twenty were the highlight, and they were a great band to go and see, the actual support act was my favourite and probably the biggest highlight. And I don't- Oh, 
Holy moly, that was unbelievable. People were crying. They went straight back to the time that they broke up with someone and that, that this song was playing. And um, they actually played it twice because when Georgia and I were walking into Boondle, they were playing it. And Georgia and I were like, oh, my God, we've missed Iris. We can't believe it. We've missed Iris. We walked in as they sort of finished playing it and we thought they've got to play it again and they played it at the end. Oh, my God, that was the what best thing. Dolls, what other songs did Google Doll? Oh, they had a couple, but yeah, not they had that, a couple, like, not as big as that. Yeah, but Iris was it, and and they deserve. That's worthy to play it twice. I've never heard of a bloke playing the same song twice in a set either. But I mean, all out. If that's your banger, yeah, you do that play, just to remind yeah. everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I reckon Cy probably goes to, to his song once or twice. Yeah, Gagman yeah. style, yeah. It, 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 he'll give that maybe cover. three hits. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All eyes are back on the Matildas at the moment as they have their Olympic qualifier 8pm in Melbourne against Uzbekistan. A lot of pressure on them after their amazing World Cup and just... Their whole tournament was just incredible and now all eyes are back on them to make them for the Olympic team. We had an interview, a pre-match interview with coach Tony Gustafsson and he had this to say. And I know how hard this group of players have worked for so many years and even the the generation before them to, to be where we are today with this team. I think there's different measures of success. I think even if we didn't medal in the Olympics, even if we didn't medal in the World Cup, I put the word success to it anyway because there's a bigger why with this team and that's inspire, inspire a new generation of players and, and bring women's football on the map for real. And I think that is a set success itself. But when it comes to medal, uh, I really want that for the players. I want that for Steph and I want that for the players. Come on. Hey, what he's just done there is he's given an excuse for why they're not going to get a medal. He actually knows they're not going to get a medal. So what he's done is he's talked about, oh, we've grown the game and we've got more supporters. And so, Jones, you've got to admit this. That is a separate thing. There's no question that women's sport needs to be grown, women's soccer needs to be grown. But if you're going to the Olympics, you're going to win. And if you don't win, if you don't get second or you don't get third, that is a fail. I don't care what you say. You can say you're growing the game, completely different thing. I think what he's trying to do is take the pressure off the players, which is a nice tactic to have, but can we be real here? We're not here to F spiders, obviously. When we go to (laughs) the Olympic Games, we're we're there to win gold and that's what we want. And I'm sure they know that within themselves. The Matildas know that they're there to win. They're there to dominate the world. They've been so successful already, so there's no doubt about that. But I think what this does is um, the coach has taken the pressure off the players that they can um, real success is found within in the team that, um, you know, the I way that, that they play together. Well, it is true. Like when you're in the team, I think that that has so much more longevity. And that's what he's saying. Don't misinterpret me. I'm not saying that we're not out there to win, that we don't want success and lifting a trophy is not what we want. It's not about that. It's just saying the longevity of a win in inverted commas, like, you know, whether it's a trophy or not, is not long lasting and that goes away very quickly. But it's how you build yourself as a person and an athlete, which is so much more long lasting and so much more important. I know it sounds very wanky, but um, I, I really like the idea. And, you know, if it comes with a with a trophy, that's amazing. But if it doesn't, that's amazing too. Can I ask you both this? When you went through an Olympics final, when you went to the Olympics... It's more of a lethal w- question, I think. <laughs> yeah, but J- James, <laughs> was, was your coach saying, well, we're not really worried about 
you winning. We just want you to be a great ambassador so more girls start swimming. Oh, it's Hell, not about being no. ambassador, but you don't talk about outcomes. Outcomes is a big thing that you can't control. So you can control the moments that lead up to that point um, and that's yeah. what you try and do because as soon as you start thinking about gold medals or outcomes or things that are well, like nowhere near in your control, that's when the wheels start falling off. So you start doing the little bits in, in the lead up that are in your control. And I think the important thing to remember, and what we didn't hear in that grab, and Dobbo, it's you and your mob again, I imagine the question he was asked was, will you measure the success of this team based on whether they medal at the Olympics or not? What, and what is my mob? What context. is my mob? Journalists at press conferences. You're a journalist your yourself. You're a journalist. I am, I, am, I am many things. A journalist is absolutely hang on, not Hang on, hang on, hang on. Did we or did we not you do street talk down Las Vegas about half an hour ago, 40 minutes ago? And that's where all the best started. Tracy Grimshaw, all of them. They all were Hard-hitting journalists. Hard-hitting questions on the strip in Las Vegas. So, so, Liam, you're saying the journalist didn't ask, are you here to F spiders? <laughs> <laughs> right now we need to welcome a special someone in the studio. Play the music. Mm. Producer Con joins us. Hello. How are you? <laughs> Is it warm over there? Sorry. Executive producer, Conrad. executive producer, get his title right. I mean, yeah. we've been down this road already this week, I think. About, no, Con, about it's not it. warm over there. It's winter. Other oh, hemisphere. Yeah, exactly. You should know that. Yeah, now, whatever. Hope you're having great fun, guys. <laughs> <laughs> now, executive producer, Con, uh, for those that missed it, you uh, were sent on something of a secret mission which began all the way back a couple of weeks ago when we spoke to American superstar, comedian extraordinaire, Eric Andre, about his love of rum. I could talk rum for a while. I'm going to lose the majority of your audience. No, 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 no. You're right in the wheelhouse. You're right in the wheelhouse with rum. Oh, really? Okay, I'm going to blab away. What about Bundy, Bundaberg rum in Australia? Have you ever had any of that, like like a small batch? We've got to get you some rum when you're here. Yeah, I'd love, I'll drink it. I'm a rum lover, I'm a rum defender. And then, off the back of that, Dobbo, straight down to Dan Murphy's, and grabbed a bottle of Bundy's best, small batch, and you were given the mission on yes. uh, Tuesday's show to hand deliver this bottle of rum. With this, a note this, handwritten by Dobbo. With a handwritten exactly. note. Yeah. This, you, were, you were charged with delivering this icon of Queensland to this big name international visitor at the gig last night. Tell us you got the job done. So um, you said to me if uh, I delivered the bottle uh, to, some, to one of his people, that would be a pass. You said if I got to uh, see him drink it, that would be a double credit, pass. Yep. Yeah, credit. And yep. then if I got to drink it with him, that, that would was be a distinction. A distinction. That's right. Um, yes. Yeah, I got a pass. <laughs> um, <laughs> P's yeah. get degrees, Con, so that's good. So, uh, yeah, um, I, I texted the promoter uh, who handed me over to the venue manager who very kindly came and met me at the door of the Fortitude Music Hall, uh, took the rum, took the note and said, thank you. Hang on, hang on, hang on. The venue manager of the venue of the Fortitude Music Hall. Yeah, that's correct. Was it JC? Like, was it John Collins? Who, 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 the venue manager's probably got the rum. So do we even know if Andre's got the rum? Uh, well, that's the thing. I, we, we don't know for sure whether he does receive. Look, I, no, I'm not that's accusing. That's not a pass. That is not a pass. Well, let's not accuse anyone of uh, stealing rum here. 
Uh, well, we but, don't know uh, if Andre got the rum. No, I did. I sent him a DM from our Instagram page um, to say, yeah. hey, just dropped off the rum to so so he can ask where's my rum. Did you get a response? No, no response oh, as of yet. Okay. Um, Has he viewed it? Has he even viewed it? Oh, I don't think so, no. Okay. I, I watched oh, the okay. uh, show and it did look like he'd consumed the rum, but that could have uh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, look, before, before we literally shoot the messenger here in producer con for failing in his task... Why, why don't we rally the Triple M army? Why don't we ask that all yes. Triple M family members, whether you follow him or not, jump on your Instagram. Uh, what's Do we have Eric Andre's handle? Ha- uh, yeah. I'm just getting it up now. I'm getting it right up right. now because fact, I, I the three am of us can do it. Why, Eric, yeah, well, I'm not going to give him the full. It's Eric something Andre. Um, right. and we, we can't really uh, share Effing, whether or not. Yeah. Go to Eric Andre, every, Triple M family. Jump on your Instagram. Go to Eric Andre's account and DM him, message him, and just simply say, "How was the rum?" Yeah, it's on behalf of the Rush Hour family, so That's just a, a simple thank you would have been good. All, all you need to say is, "How was the rum?" And what we hope happens is he gets inundated with so many of these random messages from people saying, "How was the rum?" He's forced to either ask the question, "Was was I meant to get some rum?" or "Oh yeah, it was really good." That's what we'd love. That's what we'd hope for. Yeah, and if he doesn't reply, absolutely go feral. Um, <laughs> that's my uh, advice. Con, you've got three very disappointed parents. He in didn't pass. Can we all agree? You've... Can the yeah. three of us agree he did not pass? The producer no, Con did not pass. Venue manager was not in any way mentioned in the wheelhouse. <laughs> you're going to re- you're gonna have to repeat this, Con. You're going to have to repeat next semester. Sorry about that. Sorry no. about that. Never mind. <laughs> All right. Cheer up, Con. You're all right. You can come back to work tomorrow. We've got to get out of here, though. Liesl Jones. Cheerio. Dobbo. Farewell, my neighbours. We'll see you tomorrow at 4pm. This is Triple M's Rush Hour with Liesl Jones, Liam and Dobbo.